Don't get distracted in arguments with others. It's pulling your focus away from what life wants you to receive right now. You're listening to yet another episode of the At Home Tarot Podcast with me, Jenna Dale, codependency mentor, as well as tarot reader and wisdom keeper. In these episodes, I talked you through what I am experiencing in my home readings in both astrology and tarot, and I read collectively for all of us who are looking to self-evolve center into our life and relate in deeper ways to others as well as our existence. Stick with me as I take you through transits in the sky and in the tarot and see where life is heading. I appreciate your presence here. Let's dive back into the episode. Hello there tarot lover. So good to have you in for another episode of the at home tarot podcast where I am at home having my coffee and in a mood to consider some cards. A little uh, life update, I guess, as it were, not that there's anything to update, but I have had what I would call those summer weekends, um, meaning there was weddings there's events, there's things I'm volunteering for each weekend. And I've been spending my weeks doing my own work, obviously, that is an essential part of making my living. But I have also spent the in-between hours not only prepping for these things, but also grabbing at any opportunity. I hate to use the word grabbing, but I really am sort of grabbing (laughs) any opportunity to resource proactively for my weekends, knowing that they're going to be big, knowing that there's going to be a lot of social energy spent and body energy spent and mental emotional energy spent. And there's not as many breaks as what I usually need. And that's okay. And, but That just means I've been really taking quiet time. I've been reading a lot of fantasy novels um, in the sunshine on my couch. I haven't been taking all these photos for Instagram. I've been making content that I can do from the bathtub. Um, I've been batching when I feel the energy. And so I've been having these all this space in my life, but not space that I'm trying to fill up especially my evenings. So that said, I'm coming into this podcast feeling like I I actually really, really want to be here with you. And that's just really important to note today as I am actually intentionally taking space um, from a lot of things, including Tarot Circle. For those of you who join me for Tarot Circle I think I ran it three times. Was it three times? Two or three times. It just did not want to sustain through the summer months, unfortunately. Um, So I will be reconsidering that for sort of fall, winter, spring. Maybe summer will always just end up being a time to take a break. And I think that's sort of a really great segue into our card today, which I am 
now currently looking around going, where did my card go and which cat took it? So let me let me just pause and have a little search out for it. All right, I'm back. I found it in my kitchen because I made myself just a wonderful cup of coffee before I started today. And I took it with me to contemplate in the kitchen while I was sort of waiting for that to brew and get ready because I just like to sit with the cards. I just like to carry them around with me. I like to look at them. I like to see and notice things that I didn't see at the first glance or even the second or third glance as it sat in front of me to be read. So quickly we move into the book. We move on to Google and we don't simply sit and notice and contemplate the card. Such an important practice to be deeply not only present with the card, but extremely attentive to it as if it was sort of alive in front of us. So the card we're dealing with today um, is our tarot transit card during this time we're in right now, which today it is July 27th. And this card I'm about to talk about has been transiting with us already since the 22nd, 21st, 22nd. And it will continue in, into next week um, until around the first and second we transition um, and so we're kind of getting to the tail end of our time with this card, but there's just like a weekend left ish of time. And that card is our five of wands. And so our last tarot transit was the four of cups and the four of cups transits actually into our wand energy because it's it's leo season and there's very much fire energy in the air and that is our wands it is our behavior it's what we do it's how we show up it's what moves our spirit into action passion creativity all of these things get us to do things right even our intuition that spiritual intuition inside of us that stirs that can get us to do things or it's supposed to get us to do things <laughs> sometimes the doing of things is non-action um, and that's allowed to be and, and we really came out of that so before I really dive in and tell you about this card um, I just want to remind you of what we are coming out of and how I'm going to use this episode since we're not talking about this card from the beginning of its time in transit with us. We're actually talking about it when we're more than halfway through its time with us. And so what I want us to do, what I would like you to do with me is sit in reflection. And so I'm going to try my hardest to speak about this in a reflective way from a reflective stance what has already happened since um the the 21st 22nd so that's about a week so since last thursday what happened last weekend what has happened through this week what happened when the four of cups switched into the five of wands 
last Thursday. Because we went from the Four of Cups, which was all about contemplation. It was also a little bit about stagnancy and getting caught, but it it was also about embracing new opportunities. It was truly, you know, whatever that was for you, take a moment and did you move last week or in a certain area of your life last week, maybe not your whole life, but something that occurred, you went out of sort of thinking about things feeling things and getting really clear about what you feel and gaining some new perspective about what could be possible for you instead of what you were feeling. You know, we're not in a way where you wanted to deny how you felt. You were really like, oh, I can see what I've been going through. And I'm feeling what I've been going through. And I see what that is telling me. I'm, I'm seeing what that tells me about the way I desire to feel instead. And in that perspective, in that slowness, in that solitude and space of being with your heart and being with yourself, were you then able at some point to notice the bigger perspective and notice what you wanted instead and notice that you actually have, have, had, will have opportunity to simply go for the new thing you want. Some of us, we are contemplating a lot of old connections and relationships we've been having. And as we reflected on those, contemplated on those, and probably continue to, this won't stop. It just might have been really heightened during this time we were able to gain some perspective on actually what we really want and in fact what's true in our heart and where those opportunities or those connections may actually lie instead of the ones that we've been focused on or the route we've been focused on finding them. This can be exactly the same thing that's true in the way we're feeling about our businesses or our work life. You know that we've been reflecting on old jobs, old careers, the way we feel in them. And in that space, have been able to open up and see what the new opportunity is. And you can go back and listen to all the ins and outs of that card because this is just one perspective that I am intuitively feeling we need to review right now before we dive into the five of wands because there's so much more but just be in consideration and what alone time and space offered you about how you feel what you want what you desire what you love all of those energies really all spacious with venus going retrograde you know, because it's it's a chance for us to review what we've just been through. And that's really four of cups energy before we move on, right? Before we move on. So consider what that was for you. I know for me, I have felt like I've been really reflecting on my spirituality practices. Um, 
in the work I'm doing around codependency and codependency mentoring and relating um, relationship mentoring in that way of how do we relate to ourselves doing the self-erasing work gaining more clients it's just been beautiful but all of that said there's a really easy precipice in that space a really easy diving board if you will where I can easily step off into my head again. I get really mental about the way I speak about it, which is needed sometimes. It's absolutely fine. There's no judgment um, that that is a bad thing. The only thing I know is as I contemplated that, I realized when I have too much of that, when my when I'm sharing about it from a mental and knowledge space and centering that, I don't feel connected to my business as much. Um, and that's not how I want to feel. And I feel like I'm not relating to my audience anymore. And I don't want to feel that way because that's what I teach. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's what I help people with is how, how do we relate with things intimately and be at peace with the way that relation is and um, shift things if we need to, to be at peace with them. So that's what I've been contemplating. And, and it, it offered me, right, I need to have an activated heart was my opportunity. I needed to not have empty cups because then I would fill those cups with my mental energy. Um, relating means we have to start in the heart or at least the kind of relating I want to be around. <laughs> so that's a little bit of personal relating as it were. So as we did all this, all this reflection and being able to see possibilities and, and see where we can follow our heart a little more, we move in to the five of wands and five of wands is such an interesting energy. And I highly recommend you look up cards. Um, you can look up the usual Rider Waite Smith deck, of course. Um, that's going to give you context for how I'm going to talk about it, the symbolisms at play in the card that I have in front of me, mostly because I just want to have sort of a standard space here to talk about it. But there are wonderful, wonderful decks out there that may even show you so much more and show it more clearly. But when we look at this card, there's sort of a yellow-green ground. It's sort of bumpy, you know, um, and a blue sky. And on that bumpy ground, we have all of these um, people. And of course, this is very um, sort of Renaissance-based, right? Um, old England, sort of theatrical, William Shakespeare-type era uh, people in the Rider Waite Smith. And what it looks like is a lot of youthful um, boys, like older boys or young men, and they've got their wands and they're sort of at staff play with each other. They're sort of fighting each other. Now, nobody really looks hurt. Like, there's not necessarily a lot of violence in this card. Um, at all there's just a lot of strife 
There's just a lot of coming at each other, being offensive and defensive, and sort of stopping each other from moving out of this space. Now, this card um, is, is Saturn and Leo energy. And, you know, Leo is all about our self-expression, our creative self-expression. Uh, Leos are sort of, here I am, see me sort of energy, hear me especially. Um, and so when we think that Saturn can set some limits on that, the vibe I get from this card is that we went from this expansion um, and contemplating our feelings and seeing what we actually want instead and where we can get it to stepping into moments of strife because of that, where we've wanted to express ourselves. We have wanted to move towards that desire, speak about that desire sort of get what we want, right? Move towards that new opportunity. Um, in my example of, you know, the way I'm speaking in my mentorship side of the business, especially online, um, it's like, I want to speak in a way that feels more like relating. But in this card, there's a limit. There's some boundary that we can't get past there's some pushback um and there's there's a a real sense of defensiveness you might say there might be a sense of offensiveness as well um and that means offense right somebody getting offended right somebody being hurt um and taking things extremely personally now, sometimes things are personal. When somebody is talking about you to you, that is personal. Um, it can also be projection, of course. Of course, I'm not saying what people are telling us about ourselves is always true. But it's like people... Um, either us or someone else is getting really offended by our personal self-expression and our creative self-expression. And that might've put us into the defense. Now, the other thing is, you know, you might have felt like you needed to defend yourself. You might have felt like you needed to step up, but the energy came out in, in an awkward energy. And so I think about, to clarify, myself, I knew I want to relate more. And yet I had a day on Monday where my energy just felt off. And I ended up, you know, again, nothing I posted was bad over on my, my beautiful TikTok page. If you ever want to check it out, um, I solely focus on codependency, self-erasure over there. Nothing I posted was really, you know, a, a bad thing to post or talk about. But again, my energy wasn't there and my energy was on offense. It was on defense. There was a striving and strifing energy to it. I had a lot of my emotions, a lot of my, my intensity 
And here's the word for y'all. A lot of my insecurity behind it. And because of that, I sort of posted more than my capacity. Again, I didn't end up relating. Um, at least from my end, it didn't feel that way. And that was fine. I let it all be. There's things that are helpful to people, even when I'm not in the best energy. Um, but it made me sort of take stock again with the Four of Cups and rewind and go slower the rest of the week. And so the, the reflection for you for this is what happened last Thursday, Friday, the weekend, uh, earlier this week, today, maybe tomorrow or this weekend, what happened where it's like you, you kind of knew what you wanted with the Four of Cups. You now could see what you desire, and yet there was a lot of action taken towards others that was sort of seeped in insecurity. And I'm not, again, it, the message was all right. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's, it's not that what you wanted was bad. It's not that how we communicated wasn't there. Because this isn't swords. This is wands. What we said was fine. But were there dynamics at play in us or in others that made us get offended that made us feel like we needed to defend ourselves, that got us projecting on others, that sort of, you know, someone wanted to limit us. They want us to stop. They set a bunch of boundaries. Or, and in a beautiful way, did we start to notice how we felt around them and started setting some boundaries? I think that this was probably messier than we would have liked it. It's like my example. Um, those videos that I posted and the experience of posting them, like being at home and making them and all of these things, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a smooth process for me. And um, things sort of felt... Um, you know, a little off and they felt at odds and, um, scattered really, you know, with the fours, we're so coming together. We're so in preparation. We're so creating stability. And it's because in the five, we become divided, we become scattered and it's a little combustible, right? And, and because this is Saturn and Leo, there might have been an experience of being really self-centered. And I talk about the difference a lot in my mentoring around the difference between being centered in yourself and being self-centered. Being centered in yourself means you're experiencing life from you outwards. So you're not forgetting that you exist in this scenario you're and and you're finding that inner stability even as things around you including yourself are kind of tornadoing around you you're at the center and you you understand that you're there and you're having an experience of all of yourself happening and not, then all the world happening around you all your people happening around you 
where when we really get into codependency, we're, we're centered in somebody else. So someone says they feel something and that feels like our center. We no longer feel like our center. We're only looking at things through them instead of through us. And then in the other way, being self-centered is a little bit like standing just far enough out in the tornado where you end and life and others begin and then turning inwards and having your back to everybody else and life and reality and and what everyone else is experiencing and how they're experiencing it and that they're experiencing it similar to you um as in they're they're human too having a human experience and you can only ever see yourself so we have other centered self-centered and then centered in self saturn in leo wants us to figure out those bounds and those limits on self and they want us to saturn and leo wants us to remember we're not alone that there's a limit to our own self-centeredness and when we go over it there will be strife there will be arguments there will be combustion and division and bitterness and disagreements and and that happens <laughs> right that happens and so we're just being asked to look at that to review what happened and why it happened that way based on us to let go of looking at it through an other centered view and really trying to figure out why it went that way because of them what did we do to contribute to that the other thing i see in this card is that all the feet um, of these people are really stable and i like to see that they're really grounded you know they have wide stances so that if they get hit with somebody else's intensity someone else's direction and desire what someone else wants to create that's different than what we want to create or where we want to go that we don't get thrown off our balance that yes we can put up our wands and go well this is what i want and it's clashing with what you want but that doesn't mean we're both not stable that we have to have to lose our instability as we talk about these difficult things or as there's division and diversity among us around what we are passionate about and what we want and and what our intuition is telling us about our desire and our next steps so just really important to notice and I think set some self boundaries and some limits with ourselves of how am I dealing with this? How am I, how do I deal with people who are fundamentally have different passions than I do, have different desires than I do? Am I always going to have this part of me that wants to 
attack and defend myself? Or can I simply be here? Can I simply be here? So really, really important um, to accept the here and now in this card and sort of drop that inner resistance because it's, there's a falsity to that um, in the sense that there's a part of us that really gets comfortable and again, four of cups, not feeling anything, or we get comfortable ruminating on all of our unhappiness, ruminating on where we're resentful or regretful. And there's a weird sense of a call to surrender the self in the five of, of wands. And I think that that's so freaking interesting. Um, and I'll try to, um, I'll try to share a little, um, uh, on how I'm, I want to explain this <laughs> and what I know about this and maybe related to my example. So you can relate it to your example or, you know, what you reflected on has happened. When we think about the self and surrender and this idea of really attaching and holding on to our resentments, attaching and really holding on to our regrets. And then because of that, they become our intensity and passion and, and we get really offended or defensive again. Saturn in Leo wants us to learn about the boundaries we have with ourself and what limits our own creative self-expression. Remember that, yes, Leo is about expressing ourselves verbally, but it's also about expressing ourselves through our actions in the world, the things we do and make and build. You know, Leo wants to create this whole... Um, movie as it were this whole whole story um of life for you it's creative actualization of the self right this it all becomes material slowly and even as the cards progress into august that's what we're going to come to um we'll have the five six and seven of wands and then we'll move into um the eight nine ten of pentacles um sort of later August, September, which tells us that this process is all about making things a reality in our life and what our life looks like. But what I learned about the self that really changed things for me was I listened to the audio book and it's not really a book because it's more of a speech from um, Richard Rohr called um, false self, true self. And there's a religious tone to this, but I appreciate Richard Rohr because he uses it the same way. Um, a lot of the women scholars and spiritual teachers use mythology from all over the world to explain 
sort of these modern day human experiences to us. And so I appreciate that he uses Christian texts and teaching to actually support um, like psyche growth, spiritual growth. And it's not, to me, it's not totally at odds um, with the way we try to empower and acknowledge people now. So I will give you that caveat um, just because I know there's a lot of people out there with religious trauma that if even just hearing the word God is too much of an activation for you, this might not be for you. And you don't have to listen to it, but I highly, highly recommend um, it because there was a lot of big moments for me. But the biggest thing he said that has stuck with me is that the true self never needs to be defended because it doesn't feel like anything. It is only our personality self, our persona self, that feels like something because we attach identity to it, right? I am kind. I am smart. I am the kind of person who wears this. I am the kind of person who votes for these kind of people. Um, uh, you know, all of these very much personas and personality traits that become how we identify ourselves as separate in the world. And it is those things that need to be defended And it is those things that make us dig in our heels instead of stay grounded and fight others and feel offensive and hold on to resentment and hold on to regret instead of surrender. And the reason we are likely to do that is because our persona is full of things, right? They are full of what you wear, who you vote for what you look like, um, the, the things you enjoy, the beliefs you have, all of those things are part of your persona and they're fluid. If you're someone who's grown through life, you'll know that, oh, some of the things I, I were part of my identity at 20 are just not a part of my identity at 35. Um, these things are fluid. They're changeable about us and some things stay with us our whole life. But the true self doesn't really feel like anything. It is that complete part of us that's at peace. It's a soul level acknowledgement that I am alive and here and that's it. (laughs) And it's that part we tap into um, that is source led. And everyone might have their own belief of what that looks like or what that might be. Some people, it's simply their intuition, right? Some people, it's God or source or goddess. For others, it is universe, ancestors, um, creator. Whatever it is, it's that part of us that connects to that, that mystery of, of, of the bigness of the world. 
And that is never at threat. The only thing that threatens it is us turning our back on it in order to completely 100% live in our persona, live in our personality. So that part of us only, it never goes away. It never needs to be protected because it's always innocent. It's always like there's, there's literally nothing that can touch it. The only thing that can happen is we can turn our back on it. And, um, that felt really important to bring up that if you're being defensive, if you're digging your feet in, if you're being stubborn, if you can't just surrender that someone else is someone else or that someone might see, like think differently than you or even see you differently than you see yourself. That if you're holding on to resentments, if you're holding on to regret, that all of those things are a distraction. And don't get me wrong, they're worthy of experiencing, of feeling. We are here to be in that part of life too, okay? We can't not be in that part of life, actually. This is not a binary thing. This is not about, I have to always be living from the true self and never my false self or my persona. We actually need both in this world. But if we're getting into strife because others are different than us or treated us differently than we had hoped um, or we're being stubborn, there's a good chance that that is based in our defense of our persona, our identity. And that we're feeling insecure about our persona and identity in the face of someone who has a different persona or identity in the world. And that is not where our best directions lie. When we think about four of cups and the cup coming out of the sky, Anything in tarot that's like being handed to you out of the sky is being handed to you from true self, from your connection of you and the divine. And we don't get to move in that direction when we're hyped up in defense of the ego. But as Richard War said, and I hold on to, it is the persona, it is the ego, it is the personality, it is the identity that feels like something. And if you feel like you're something, you're always going to try to defend yourself, even when it's unnecessary. Even when actually what someone else is saying is not a threat to you. I'm not saying people won't actually threaten people in this world, but in our everyday life with the people around us or our job or even our relationship with ourselves. And how that's showing up in certain places. When we get in that defensive offensive mode, we're trying to protect the persona. And that has really helped me pause and remember, right, if I'm being defensive, I'm kind of defending the part of me that's going to probably change anyways. I'm just defending this persona that I'm wearing in the world, this drag, as my coach once said, I'm wearing in the world. 
the cosplay that is me and that feels like the expression of me, right? Leah, the expression of me, the cosplay I wear, the persona I have, the actor I'm being in this lifetime. But there is a real deep spirit under all of that that is not any of those things. And that part is always whole. When we attach to that part, we can let go of five of, of wands and move into where we're headed next, which is the six of wands. And the six of wands really is still in this theme of the persona, only it's moving from how, you know, the strife and the arguments and the disagreements and the defensiveness and all of that action against each other that's rooted in our persona and not our true self that doesn't need us to do all that to be whole. And it's sort of moving in what we do to gain applause for it, right? And not be an offense, but sort of put on the show and have our persona be applauded and how we get really caught up in that. And the difference between celebrating our wholeness and our spirit and yes, having a healthy sense of accomplishment in ourselves, even if it is the persona, but then noticing when that persona pushes us too far. Um, Jupiter in Leo is really coming after this. So first Saturn in Leo with the five of wands is here to for us to really understand this limit and why the persona limits us and why certain kinds of self-expression and creative self-expression of creating the self in the world can get us caught in these arguments. So really reflect on what you went through and consider what part of your identity was at risk if there was strife. What part of your persona in this world, the cosplay you're wearing, got really, really offended, got really, really scared that somebody else had a different persona and different desires and wanted to move in different directions than you. Why is that such a threat to you? And when's the last time you dropped into your true self? You dropped into your source self. You dropped into your center. I call it the center. That's how I remember it. Centered in self, to me, means centered in, in that space. Right? Because then you can watch your persona happen around you and go, wow, that's interesting to see. I see why I did that. Wow. I was really insecure that day. Ooh, what that person said filled me with so much fear. I attacked them. Oh my goodness. Look at me go. <laughs> and it's with that sort of amusement, really. I think the big healing can, can occur in us. So whatever is happening is asking us to drop back into the mystery inside of us and back into the center inside of us and the true self and look at what happened this week with a, a sense of amusement, a sense of reflection, and to, as a moment to go right. And the fact that that happened, that's okay. Like, it's okay that on Monday 
I posted all these videos from a very mental space and got into some urgency around it. And it didn't feel from my experience like I was relating, even though other people may look at those and really think I'm relating. That doesn't matter um, in the sense that that's their experience. I can't manage that. But what's true for me is it didn't feel relational. And that's okay. And, oh, look, I'm still able to share when I'm out of my relational space. (laughs) I can still share. I can still have something to say, even when I'm on the defensive. It doesn't mean what I said is not valuable. Um, The last thing I'll say about this card is because it's Saturn and Leo, it wants us to really limit um, play acting. So if you feel like you're sort of playing at who you are with people and that you're getting into this sort of scripted play that you've always done with them, um, Saturn is really like, this This needs to be limited. You can't be doing this so much anymore. This is, this is exhausting. Um, so getting into these arguments, um, because we're trying to prove our identity to someone, prove our persona to someone. Um, you know, it's just, it's no longer worth our time. If we have to get into that sort of strife all the time to get a point across, it's, it's not worth our time, you know, and, and it gets in, putting ourselves in that situation. Unfortunately, and we've all been there and we will probably all be there again. I'm, almost 100% sure it will happen to you again Um, and again and again is we don't become a self we're proud of and that's really important I think that that's really important it's important of self-esteem and pride Um, hubris is a whole other thing we don't want an ego inflation we want to be able to fit our heads through doors in our life and especially the doors that lead towards connection Um, and we want to be able to surrender because it's a really beautiful experience when we just pause for a moment and remember, I don't have to control all this. This is not for me to manage. I'm okay at my center. I'm okay. I know there's all this other stuff going on around me and even within me, but I think in some place I'm all right. If you know that feeling then you've been in touch with your true self. And it's not the okay, like, everything's good, good is going to happen now. I'm manifesting good things. That's not what I'm talking about. That's a lot of spiritual bypassing. Um, and to me, that's rooted also in the persona. <laughs> because is it really you that's making all of that happen? Is all of that you? Yeah, I didn't think so. Um The world is big and a lot of things have to come together for things to come together for us. We don't have our hand in all of it. Okay. Again, that's our ego. That's our persona. And if we're people who love to control, like we see in the five of wands, um, and control the experience of others, how smart of our ego and our persona to tell us that we are the full manifester of that situation because that will keep us in control that upholds our belief that we are in control of all things 
This is why I had to be really careful and start unlearning my manifestation stuff. Then I had learned <laughs> through 2019, 2020, you know, when manifestation really became this huge thing. I know it's still out there, but um, this is when I feel like it really t- started to take off. Um, you know, the the five of five of wands and Saturn and Leo is like, hey, your creative actualization, the things you you can create and build in this life that show off who you are. Um, yeah, you're not doing that alone. <laughs> like this isn't all you, buddy. Okay. A lot of things had to happen. A lot of things had to happen. A lot of people had to get involved. We can see that in the five of wands. A lot of people had to join together. Even if it was in strife, even if sometimes they were at odds, a lot of parts of the universe had to be at work for this to happen. And it didn't happen simply because you said it would. Okay. You were able to receive it. You were able to do your part of manifestation, which was to receive it when it showed up. Receive it in the four of cups when you turned your head and realized it was right there and you could have it. If you just let yourself, if you just let yourself move in that direction, that is the only part we can do in manifestation. Everything else is a crapshoot. And I tell you, it's a wonderful crapshoot. The stuff coming down that chute is often not crap, but sometimes it is. But, you know, wonderful things are happening in all of our lives, hopefully. Um, I know it is somewhere in your life. I know sometimes life is hard and there's a lot that's not. You know, but those moments that it is, we it's probably one, the universe, somehow all the things work together that it was there for us. And two, we did our part of being able to receive it. That's surrender. Surrender is I can receive this. I don't have to control it. Ooh, that's a big Saturn and Leo and five of wands energy is surrender and we'll be able to see that in the six a little bit where it's like right i can receive the goodness coming to me i can receive success i can receive good outcomes um i can't always control them i can't always manifest them or make them happen because i'm often doing that from a defensive place I'm often doing that from a place that leads to arguments, (laughs) you know, but when I can just notice it's there and open myself up, become available to receive, isn't that beautiful? Getting into my fire energy here. (laughs) Saturn and Leo wants us to learn our limits with others, with our persona, with our creative expression. But it does not want us to question what it is we have to express. That is still so important. This is just about how it goes out and lives in the world and, and beyond us. I think I'm going to stop there. There's like quite literally so much more. I mean, these episodes could be hours long on a single card. If you listen to... Um, if you listen to my Aries and Libra North Node episode, and in fact, I was pleasantly surprised because that episode 
was what two hours <laughs> two hours long that's my longest episode yet and so many of you listened in when I went to analytics you know whatever when I remembered five days later a week later uh, I don't know if it's been a week but probably close because so many more people listen to it than one of my usual episodes so I yeah I just want to say thank you for that that was really cool to see. And um, I love that you guys love long episodes. I wish I could someday maybe <laughs> I'll have time to do um, an hour live episode five days a week on YouTube or something. I don't know. We'll see what, what life brings. And, um, you know, that's five of wands. There's the surrender. I don't need to fight for this. I will either see the opportunity or not. Um, the success will come to me or not. I just have to stay available. I got to stay out of this fight. I got, you know, what a distraction. If you're looking at this card, what a distraction, right? I, I hate to bring in one more thing, but don't get distracted in arguments with others. It's pulling your focus away from what life wants you to receive right now. That's my last intuitive message just coming through here. So settle down a little bit, <laughs> right? Settle down. Um, bring the tension back down so you can be open for the next little ride as we move into the six of ones here. Um, and hopefully I'll have space to do that. Um, as as it arrives for us rather than halfway through although it's so beautiful to be able to reflect and especially to reflect with you my friend i'm glad you were here let's wrap up our tarot session today by saying mm, let's let's all lay down the fight a little bit more let's all trust the true self as whole and we don't need to defend our persona for it to be whole either. If you feel called to. Um, I am adding names to my wait list for Commune. Uh, Commune is about codependency, self-erasing. And the way we relate and get intimate with our own life as a way to heal that or start to heal with it, start to sort of grapple with it in our lives. It's seven months. It starts again in October and I only take seven people because it is a hybrid of group calls and then as well, monthly private calls. And so that takes up quite a significant amount of time um, to have seven people. So if you are interested, um, head to my links down below. Um, it's just the Jenna Dale links and then click the button that says join the waitlist for commune. If you're on that waitlist, you will be getting an email sometime in August to fill out the application and to book, um, like a fellowship call with me to talk about if this is sort of the right thing for you and me, we're in alignment. Um, and you'll be able to enroll before others, or at least get your process started before I open it publicly. Um, my hope as I'm watching my list grow 
is that those seven people are already on the wait list and they'll be ready when that application comes and be signing up. So um, I don't know if it will happen that way. We're all about surrender today. Who knows? Maybe it won't happen that way. Maybe we'll get a lot of last minute people. But my hope is that people have been considering working with me um, in this capacity. If you're wondering about tarot and all of this I do, tarot and um, is not centered and astrology is not centered in commune, but it does come up because I am who I am and I have these different parts to me. And a lot of the people who are there, um, we're talking about this in, in a bigger perspective. And so sometimes I will pull a card, um, to lead us into our group sessions And sometimes I'm reading from spiritual writers, um, not religious writers, so uh, non-denominational things, but we do get into this stuff quite a bit. Um, So if you enjoy the conversations here, there will be stuff like that there. It just won't be as centered. Um, And of course, if you're there, you're welcome to bring that up. Um, and, and bring tarot into it or bring those things up because I believe that working with the true self or intuition and all the tools we use to help us foster that skill like tarot, um, is really valid in coming back and living from a centered self. Um, so if you were wondering, just wanted to let you know, um, that I think that space is still really valuable for people who enjoy tarot and astrology, because often these people are also trying to heal, right? We're, we're trying to heal here. So I hope to see your name on that list. Um, and with that, I'm going to have a sip of coffee. I'm going to pause this. I'm going to get it ready to go and post it. And what are you going to do next? This is a question I ask at the end of every commune session. What are you going to do next? So important to have that transition. All right. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the month. Um, and bring out that five of wands. Put it somewhere. Look at it. Meditate on it. Reflect on what you've been through there. And I'll probably see you again for the next tarot transit next week. Or I guess I'll you'll hear from me again and we'll join together again then all right my friend have a good one be well i care about you i know <laughs>